Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the Brain On series brought to you by ABI Wellness. Today's episode is going to dig into the topic of your brain on resilience and purpose. So um, today's guest has really got an amazing story to share about this topic because she has not only, you know, experience running a clinic that is focused on helping people to channel their inner resilience, but also has a remarkable story of lived experience with resilience and purpose and bringing that to brain health. So I will re- I'm so excited to have our guest join us today from Calgary, Alberta, and it's Shahiza Haji. Shahiza is a physiotherapist, but is also the owner of a clinic in Calgary that she's going to be talking about today with with our listeners. And it's really going to help us to dig into your brain on resilience. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, it's been some back and forth getting this one scheduled. Two busy people. It's never easy. Um, (laughs) And it's probably a good sign because when I look for things to get done, Oftentimes, it's the busiest person I know that gets it done. So (laughs) that's what I've come to learn over my time. So why don't you give us just a little bit of a snapshot of you and what led you into this career in physiotherapy, but also what role did resilience play and lived experience play in your career into brain health? Yeah, you know, it's kind of an interesting story how I got into brain health. I kind of always knew that I wanted to be a physiotherapist, always knew I wanted to be in healthcare. So that was kind of always the goal as a child and then as I pursued my education. But when it came to concussions and brain health, I really had no interest in it whatsoever. I knew that I wanted to treat MSK sports injuries. So when it came to learning about concussions in my physio program, I actually skipped that day. I saw it in the syllabus and I said, you know what, when am I ever going to treat a concussion? And and mind you, this was back in 2010 to 2011, when best medical advice for a concussion back then was to rest until your symptoms subside. So I thought, you know, why bother staying here and learning about this? I'm going to make a long weekend out of it. And I flew back home to Calgary and opted to miss that day of education. And it wasn't until 2013 when I had my own traumatic brain injury that I was really forced to learn about the world of TBIs and concussions through my own research. And um, yeah, that kind of led me through this rabbit hole and I became very passionate about the area of concussions and concussion management, and so much so that I opened up a clinic, which my primary focus is now concussions. So cool. What an amazing story. And I want to acknowledge you for your action bias. A lot of our guests on this podcast have had that strong action bias. And, you know, some have said, I hadn't thought of it that way. I just did it. And others had said it was terrifying and I took the step and I'm still worried about it. Tell us a little bit more about that experience for you. Having had that lived experience, what forced you to move forward to say, okay, I need to do something about this? Yeah. So like I kind of alluded to, um, I had my brain injury about a decade ago. 
and um, kind of went through the gambit that a lot of patients have gone through and unfortunately still go through where there wasn't a whole lot of great literature or research on how to deal with a traumatic brain injury or a concussion back then. So I was told to do the things that were educated upon back then, which was rest and stay in a dark room and minimize stimulation until your symptoms go away. Eight months later, my symptoms still persisted. So that's when I started to dive into some of the research on my own. And, you know, concussions today is still in its infancy. In the last decade, research has really exploded in this area. But it's still in its infancy and uh, we're still learning a lot every single day. And a lot of clinicians are still trying to play catch up. But what kind of sparked things for me was I read some research by Dr. John Letty from out in Buffalo, and it basically contradicted every single thing I had been told until that point. It said to get out there and exercise. And I said, you know what? I've tried everything else. Nothing is helping. Let's try it. Let, let me put a, can I, can I put just a quick pin in it and we'll cite this into make it clickable in the notes. So Dr. Letty created something called the Buffalo treadmill test that many people may be familiar with. So let's put a pin in that. I want to make sure that note is right there. So when people are listening, they can click it. Continue, please. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. John Letty, um, you know, he, he changed things for me. So like I said, I, I, started doing the complete opposite of what I had been doing up until that point. And I started to see that my symptoms finally started to improve. I started doing some other research on how within three hours of a concussion, the gut permeability in in the intestinal lining increases. So this leads to a lot of inflammation within your body. So that led me to implementing more of an anti-inflammatory diet in my lifestyle. So you know, just implementing these lifestyle changes showed me that my symptoms started to, you know, overcome a plateau. And I became fascinated by it. And I started diving more and more into the research and learning about the vestibular system and balance and proprioception and cognitive uh, issues that come with it. And how, if you actually put time and effort into the rehab of these systems, you can really heal a lot of these faulty deficits. So something I want to add on there, it's kind of where we connected a little bit, you know, full disclosure, I run ABI Wellness and we really focus on this lifestyle medicine. And it's interesting in talking with many different stakeholders out there, not that pharmaceuticals are bad because I think we can both agree they have a place in the continuum of care. But remember, and I love what you said, lifestyle medicine is very important and I think oftentimes gets suppressed. And as you know, that's what we do at ABI Wellness is we provide a system that really supports the engagement of clinicians with their clients in lifestyle medicine to therefore help to change habit, improve behavior around some of the domains that you're talking about. So why don't you build on that a little bit? Again, with an eye though on resilience, because that is our topic today. And I want people to take away because you're you're humble. Uh, But when you were going through this personally in 2013, what fueled you? Okay. I know you're an academic, you're very smart, you're well-read, but when we think about someone's at home listening to this, they're saying, okay, I've got this, this really bright physiotherapist here who's a bit of, you know, really unique in that she has this lived experience as well. What got you to keep going? When people said, take rest, take rest, just rest. And then you're taking a poke at the literature, which may have even been hard because of screen sensitivity at that time. What led you to be courageous enough 
to do this? Yeah, you know, I, I guess going back to what you said on the medication there, I reached a low point because I was at a point where I had been prescribed so much medication. There wasn't any other form of treatment that was offered to me. So there was a point where I was taking 22 different pills a day. And that led to things like serotonin syndrome, liver damage. And I I had to get off of the medication very rapidly because I was told by one of my doctors, you know, if if you keep going in this direction, you know, it, it could end up costing your life. And I had the liver, it was akin to an alcoholic. So, you know, just a lot of damage from the medication and reaching this low point where your doctor is telling you that you're you're just over-medicating to the point where you're causing more damage than actually doing any good, really forced me to find an alternative. I couldn't, you know, continue with the medication, but I couldn't do without the medication because the symptoms were so severe. So how do I approach things to manage the symptoms while also getting off of the medication. And that led to this kind of need to find an alternative. And that alternative for me was in the form of medication, changing my diet, working on the faulty systems that I that I came across. And it was tough. It was tough to go through it because those things without medication they obviously cause, you know, a flare up and an exacerbation of your symptoms while you're going through the process. But I knew that there had to be an alternative and another option. So yeah, I I was committed to the change. I was committed to a healthier lifestyle and I was committed to the new research that was coming out and showing that you can do things to manage these chronic symptoms. That's that's amazing. That's so great. And what was the feeling for you when you started to, the, the, one of the words that comes up frequently in this podcast and it, at our company at ABI Wellness is this term of agency. Like, you know, sometimes in medicine, and, and I don't think it's necessarily always done this way. So I'm not, don't beat me up doctors, but sometimes there's a feeling of this patient and healer relationship, right? And how do you think about that concept when you finally reached a point where you're like, okay, Maybe I've got agency here to do something about this. Maybe my resilience, when focused properly and channeled appropriately, could play a key role in me helping to get me a little bit better. Why don't you talk a little bit about that topic? And I really want you to kind of share as vulnerably as you can, what was it that got you to take that step? Because that's probably a pretty scary step when you're hearing from some doctors, no, take all the pills, no rest, don't work. You know, what was that like? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's scary to hear those things, especially being such a type A motivated person. You know, I kind of had what I thought my life would look like all planned out well in advance. And to have that completely derailed was devastating. And to be told things like, you know, you'll never run again, you'll never snowboard again, you'll never be able to do A, B, C and D again was extremely frustrating. And I basically reached a point where I said, you know, life is so short and um, there has to be something good that comes from this because all that I've experienced thus far and all I've heard thus far has been negative. And, you know, I want this to be a positive in my life. And that's kind of what has given me a lot of, like, like you alluded to, purpose 
from this injury. So long story short, I was electrocuted and thrown into a wall behind me. So not your conventional concussion. Um, it's actually not even classified completely as a concussion. It's it's more called an electrical concussion for a lack of terminology, but more of a diffuse brain injury is the diagnosis. So the thought process is the electricity traveled the path of least resistance through my nervous system to my brain where it exploded within the confined space of my brain or my skull rather. So hearing from doctors over and over, Hey, you know, we'll treat this like a concussion, but we don't actually know what it is or, Hey, I've never seen this before, but let's try this, this, and this. It was frustrating. And there came a point where I said, you know what, this has happened to me. I have to make purpose of it. I have to take it into my own hands. I have to learn as much about it as possible. And I have to use that knowledge to then help others. Because what I found over and over and over was a lot of healthcare professionals didn't have the answers and didn't know how to deal with it. And that's no fault of theirs. <laughs> it's a very novel injury. It's a very novel mechanism of injury. So you can't expect somebody to know what to do with it. And people will offer their best advice. And like I said, the area of concussions is so new that oftentimes that best advice is kind of lagging behind what the research actually shows. But I wanted to be on top of current research. I wanted to be someone who, if somebody came into my clinic, they're getting research and knowledge and treatments based on that research and knowledge that was as up-to-date as possible. So with the clinic, that's my goal today. It's, it's using my experience of the healthcare system, my experience of a brain injury, coupled with my empathy from the entire experience, taking that together to try and best understand each patient who comes through the doors and helping them as best as I can. That's amazing. And I love that, that purpose you have and that resilience. And, you know, it's really, it's a unique spin on resilience for this podcast. It's the first time I've seen it kind of, what I love is your confidence around it. It's just, yeah, there was a problem and I'm not going to overly get emotional about this. I'm going to get after it and I'm just going to do it. And I love that about you and I acknowledge you for that. And question. So the clinic that you run, it's called Running Shoe, right? So tell us a bit more about the name. Is there a Letty connection to that? <laughs> so it's um, it's called Running Shoe Restorative Healthcare is the big umbrella name for it. And then within Running Shoe Restorative Healthcare, we have the Calgary Concussion Center. The name comes from, my nickname is Shoe. It's been Shoe since I was a child. And I wanted to encompass that in some way. The running part, yeah, it actually does go back to Letty in, in some regard. I, growing up, used to play team sports. I was never a solo sport person. I loved, you know, running on the basketball court, but I did not like running for fun. And when it came to my rehab, and when I started following the advice of Dr. John Letty, I started running, which you would never have caught me doing before. And I came to really love it. I love running. I love, I, I have a passion for it now. So I wanted to encompass my nickname, running, put the two together, running shoe. Brilliant. And so my acknowledgement, and, and we'll do this again, because I know these are, it's me. I got to look at on these because this is our <laughs> quick hit brain on series. And I think you've done an amazing job. So I asked that people that are listening, 
please download and share this episode with somebody that might need to hear this message about the brain and resilience and share this story of Shu <laughs> um, with, with your friends who might need to hear this story. Um, because sometimes it can be hard when you go back to those moments of 2013 and think, whoa, look at where I am now. Well, had you not had that mindset, that brain mindset and mind mindset towards the outcome, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. So that's a, a real testament to you and your courage and your resilience, but also a gift to the listeners today to share this. So my encouragement to you is to look up her and her work and her team um, at Running She Restorative Health in Calgary. You'll find her, you'll find what she does. They're an interdisciplinary clinic. They do a lot. They do have a, a specific focus on concussion. That's what brought us together. And we're excited to continue to discuss how we may be able to collaborate to further support some of your work. And I just want to acknowledge you for that work. If you wouldn't mind, what are some real quick takeaways that you want people to, to leave? Whether, let's say, maybe they're a physiotherapist out there. Maybe they're an OT. Uh, maybe there's somebody struggling post-concussion. What are two kind of final kind of mic drop takeaways that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, I guess the big one for me is there is always more than that can be done. We get a lot of clients coming into the clinic who are kind of at their wits end. They feel hopeless and helpless. And my advice is, look at me. I was told the exact same, and I run a clinic now. I, I still have days where I have pain and I have migraines, but it's manageable. And if you can find the techniques and strategies to manage some of these more chronic things, you can live a very active and full life. So don't let the diagnosis or what some people might say about the diagnosis consume you. That would be kind of the biggest takeaway. And the second would be, you know, even if something negative does happen in life, try and find the purpose behind it and use that as your fuel. Like I said, I had no interest in concussions and now I run a clinic focusing on concussions and I use my chronic pain that I still feel from time to time as a reminder for my purpose, as a reminder of, you know, this happened to me. It unfortunately occurred and has led me to a really great place where I have become kind of an expert in this area. And it wouldn't have happened that way had the accident not happened. So take every negative experience own it and find a purpose behind it to make it uh, a positive. Amazing. And we'll ensure that there's information to get in contact with you. They'll be clickable. If you live in Calgary, look her up. I mean, this is somebody who did, did the work on herself. So for me, those professionals carry more weight because they can really relate with their clients uh, and their patients. So please, please check her out and check out her clinic. We'll have her social all in here as well. So you can just click to there, follow her, reach out to her. Just, you know, thank you again for sharing this wisdom with our audience. And we'll be sure to be back in touch again soon. And uh, we will do another one just more on your, you know, a longer form podcast uh, at another time. So thank you again for being our, our guest today on the Brain Mastery Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me, Mark. And I would love to continue the conversation for sure. Excellent. Thank you. See everybody on the next episode. Remember, subscribe, download, share. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery Podcast. 
We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and wanna learn more about the Bears platform, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Uh, training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neurorehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.